Hello and welcome to another Solihull podcast, brought to you from the Solihull Observer and Solihull Radio and also What's on Solihull. My name is Claire Bullivant from the Observer and we're back with the original dream team this morning at Solihull Radio with Mr. Solihull himself, Jeff O'Brien. Hello, Jeff. Hello, everybody. And we've also got It Ain't a Party Unless It's an Ian Rogers Party who has been away organising all the best events all summer, but he's back. Ian, we've missed you. Hello, welcome back. It's good to be back. Ian's in the house. I can't believe it. It's the dream team again. It feels feels right, doesn't it, guys? Absolutely. Old school style. (laughs) Old school style. So we'll start by chatting about some of this week's top news stories that have been happening around Sully Hall. First news story is the front page of today's Soli Hall Observer. That's Thursday we record this podcast on. That's right. And it's all about this hitman who blasted a woman as she sat watching TV. Guys, this doesn't happen in Soli Hall normally. No, Not, thankfully. Thank, yeah, normal. Um, can I just say there must be something behind this that we're not completely uh, on top of? It I, feels like that, doesn't it? it feels yeah. Like, this seems really rare that someone would just go into a particular house and target. And I think reading through the article, I think she threw a Rolex she, at I, him because she thought assumed it was a robbery. So she was like, get him out. Yeah, we Give don't, him something tangible to yeah, leave. Just go. But we don't know why he did it. He's apparently from Lithuania or that's where mm-hmm. his family's from. But he turned up and the lady in question was just sitting watching TV and this man came in and started trying to blast her with a handgun. Luckily, the gun jammed. And yeah, she thought it was an intruder robbing her for valuables or something. So threw her Rolex at him. But anyway, he fled. And luckily, the police got CCTV footage of his car or something that had cloned plates, but found out that it had travelled across the Eurotunnel. Anyway, managed to track him down. But we still don't know why he did it. Mm. He's been jailed, though, hasn't he? Well, apparently, yeah, he's been jailed. Uh, 28, 30 years? 28, 30 years. So um, thank goodness he's off the streets. But I hope we find out the reasons because they didn't know each other. There was no connection. They were in the same room. He's got a handgun. Uh, Did any of the bullets actually uh, hit the lady? I don't think so, no. I think it jammed. about it hitting a hand or oh, right. something like that, but I don't think it could do any real damage because it then jammed, I think. The oh, right. did, so, um, I don't think she was hurt, but she was obviously definitely oh, shocked. And, but yeah, I just wish we knew this real... Hopefully it'll come out. On the back of that story, moving on into a little bit further into the paper, um, there's a whole story about knife crime in our area as well. This is horrible. This is two teens who've actually been jailed for raids um, across Soli Hall and Birmingham, they've been smashing their way into homes and threatening motorists with these weapons. You can see one of the weapons on page seven of this mm. week's Soli Hall Observer, and they call it like a zombie knife or something. Mm. That's horrific. Can you imagine being in your car or yeah, having somebody attack you with that? It's hor- horrendous. But one of the people, one of the guys is 18 and one's 17, so the 17-year-old obviously yep. can't be named. But apparently the report is that they were really brazen and cocky in these crimes. They were posting pictures on their social media of them posing in the cars they've stolen and with things that... I mean, it's just, what is the world coming to? Mm. It's a bit insane. I, mean, I think they was wearing skeleton masks as well. I mean, that in, in itself, someone coming into your house in a skeleton mask, it's, it's like something <laughs> out of a horror movie, isn't it? it is. well, this Going back to what Claire said, this doesn't happen in Solihull. And I 
it's beca- is it becoming uh, more on the sort of radar now? Are we seeing it because it's on the radar or is it generally increasing? I blame Peaky Blinders. Do you? <laughs> well, <laughs> ju- do you know, I've only just started watching Peaky Blinders. Right. I'm one of those people who's just catching up. So I'm watching it, but I can't believe the violence. Do you know what? I let it go out to the end of the series and then I watch it back to back on uh, That's clever. on playback. Yeah, it's really good. Love it. But it is very violent. And mm. I'm thinking that people do get ideas don't they they want to be gangsters nowadays and i think tv and and games probably all has a part to play in it doesn't it i think thing for me i think with this the knife crime is i know there's different i've been to a few different uh because doing the festivals been to a different police um talks and things one uh based around terrorism and now there's a big project on this project guardian which is around knives which is becoming i think more and more people have them on them to protect themselves because of what's going on but then obviously once they've got them on there they're in a situation where they've got the option to use them as well and i think they've just got to somehow clamp down and i don't know what the answer almost almost thinking i've got this image in my head of building a huge prison and if you get caught with a knife you do five years and so, so it's so it's we have to kind of create we, our prisons are overcrowded so we don't have the option to do that but there's no the sentence isn't harsh enough to stop people carrying stuff around and them. often the police are scared to stop and search aren't they they've mm-hmm. had so many of those powers taken away from them that they're right. frightened to stop certain people or ask those questions so I'd yeah be frightened with a knife like that as well that's right and you need what's it what do they call it section 60 stop and search and you need the section 60 signed off by a, a higher ranking officer oh so so yeah. and once you get that section 60 you can stop search um for just the thought of something going wrong otherwise you're in trouble mm. well mm. it's frightening though isn't it seeing these pictures of these sort of things mm. weapons on I'd, our streets i'd just like to tell you off a little bit actually claire mm. uh, right next to the um Article on page seven, mm-hmm. police are investigating uh, reports of two stabbings. Can we have some nice news in the Solihull Observer, please? <laughs> Do you know please? what? I literally this morning emailed our editorial director and I yeah. said, can we have some nice news? This week, our paper is filled with crimes and yeah. hor- horrific things happening. And so much good does happen in Solihull, doesn't it? So if you yeah. if you guys read our paper or listen to Solihull Radio or have any good news, get in touch with one of us because we want to report about it. We please really do. do. And if you're just sort of visiting the area and you're you know, leisurely reading this week's Solihull Observer. It's not like that every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it's beautiful you know, borough. Yeah, c- come back next week and read the next edition of The Observer or listen into the next edition of the podcast. Absolutely. And uh, you- you'll see what it's really like. Well, to brighten things up again, let's get on to politics, shall we? Oh. Oh. Did you listen, Ian, did you listen to our Brexit podcast last week when you were out and about? I haven't. Oh, check it out. It's absolutely brilliant. We had Professor Alex de Reuter on chatting about our political... Uh... It was Professor of Birmingham University chatting okay. to me about Brexit. He was given two minutes warning <laughs> to go on the podcast. So um... I know, I just phoned him and he said, yeah, let's do it. And um, yeah, we had I was a talking about chat. me having two minutes warning. I had no warning. What was, what was the outcome? I won, definitely, yeah. hands down, yeah. I won. To be honest, Claire was very well... Future, um, future MP? Future MP, no, yeah. You could, that could be something. But she did really well. I just said the silly questions like, what do we, happens if we just build a wall or something? You know, the silly stuff. But Claire had all her facts and figures. Um, oh, um, I don't know. I was um, madly um, Googling. Oh, oh, in Donald the Trump over there. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump. Let's build a wall. <laughs> I don't think that's always the answer, Jeff. No, no, build a wall. <laughs> Northern Ireland, build a wall between those two and it'll be fine. Well, one of my points actually is in this week's paper, it was a, a story about Dame Caroline 
Spellman. Spellman. Mm. She's the MP for Meriden and she's retiring. And one of my points that I was talking to our professor about was how awful I think it is that so many of our MPs, they get voted in by their constituents, but then they and they are supposed to follow our lead. And I do think too many politicians are getting too big for their little political boots because they then go off and they don't represent what their people have asked for. They suddenly are like, no, I don't agree with it. I'm going to go and campaign against what my constituents wanted. And this is exactly what I feel Dame Caroline's done. And she's bearing the wrath basically and now is retiring because I feel that's a lot to do with it obviously she's giving other reasons that she wants to move on to different things and everything but I do feel that how do you guys feel about that well say as it is Claire uh, you you put that point across well last time I spoke to Dame Caroline she was doing some amazing work in our community uh, supporting breast cancer haven uh, and sort of championing those sort of things but you're right I remember from the Brexit uh, referendum that in this particular area it was something like 56% leave. 56.16 to leave, 43.84 right. to stay. So she is the voice of us. Oh, that was clever. It's Caroline. That's Caroline. <laughs> emailing She's you texting. <laughs> yeah. She's just texted you, hasn't she? I remember um, from the Brexit uh, votes, it was something like 56%, wasn't it, to leave? Yeah. Uh, or just a little bit more. So that is going against what her constituents um, are, are giving her the mandate for. One, yeah, totally. It was 56.16 to leave, 43.84 to stay in right. our Solihull area. Okay. And I just have a big problem with our MPs not representing the people because they have every right to campaign and put all their views across when they're you know, being elected, trying to get their seat. As soon as they're elected, their job is to represent their constituents. Mm-hmm. And to serve. To serve. Yes, yeah. And I do feel that this... This time in our political climate, we've just got too many MPs going against the people. And I think it's it's just appalling. Do you follow Julian Knight on Twitter? Not particularly, no. Okay. Julian has voted uh, consistently with, um, effectively, the, the mandate given by the majority of the Solihull population. And he gets an absolutely terrible time on Twitter. Mm. Absolutely terrible. So... You can't win either way. That's a really good point. Um, but he's doing what it, he's been elected to do. He's doing the right thing. You can't mm. argue against it. Even if people don't don't agree with him, he's doing what he should be doing as an mm. MP. Yeah. Makes well, a mockery of politics it if does, we don't. Doesn't it? It's, it really does. Yeah. So, um, and what now? We've got five weeks of them having, uh, you know, some time to do their gardens and things like that. Nice. They can relax. Well, we don't know, do we? They've just had the Scottish... Judges ruling, but I do think that's a bit of a farcical as well. I mean, we've had three other judges who've all agreed with Boris, and then suddenly we've got these Scottish judges saying, no, it's wrong, it's illegal. But you know why they're doing it. Well, it's basically, isn't it? It's It's like going into the turkey farm and saying, should we vote against Christmas this year? Now, if if they get some conflict, they will then have some momentum for a second Scottish independence referendum. That's a very good point, yeah. Against Westminster, uh, saying that, you know, they're not representing us, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think there's an underlying motive behind that. And let's wait until the Supreme Court uh, have a chat on Tuesday about it. We'll find but out, why yeah. would the Supreme Court go against the uh, majority mandate given by the by the country? Exactly. This is again going they back can't to do the that. point. They shouldn't do that. No. They should be representing what the people chose. Yeah. And even if it is 
horrible. It's illegal to not be doing that. That's you know, right. it's it's just it's a mess, There's isn't no it? No point voting, was there? If we're <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> and and at the time, the vote was the highest turnout ever, wasn't it? Yeah. As well. So even more than general elections. It will either go one way or the other next time, won't it? It will either go that no one will vote because they now have no faith in the voting yep. system. Good point. Or if, for example, we had to vote on Brexit again, I think people would go in the, the huge numbers to make it happen just out of principle. Yeah. Mm. I think it'd be, it could be very interesting to see a second mm. vote on Brexit. If- if you have listened into our Brexit podcast, I urge you to do so because we're going to invite some other people to come in and have a chat with Professor De Reuter uh, from Birmingham City University. He is the director of Brexit Studies. Um, so if he's not switched on to things, you know, questions need to be asked at the highest level, in my view. Absolutely. So uh, watch this space for the next podcast. What's the next story, Claire? The next story I'd like to talk about is page 14, and it's Soli Hull's answer to Greta Thunberg. I don't know if you've been following Greta Thunberg. She's this amazing girl who's been travelling around the world, saving the planet. She recently sailed from um, Europe to America on this boat, which, you know, wind-powered boat, so she wasn't using electricity. She does all these things to make points, and she's got her own TED Talks and she's only I think 15 or something mm. 16 perhaps now and we've got our very own answer in Scarlett Westbrook from Soli Hall she's 15 and she is a chief UK student climate network person she was recently in Birmingham last Sunday promoting this new green deal but she's not now calling on Silhillians to join the global strikes and she's She's basically doing a great job putting her message out there and um, she wants to change the world. We've got so many young people now, haven't we, who are jumping on this and they're, they're, they're on it. Don't get me started. <laughs> what? <laughs> Go on, I'm intrigued where this <laughs> is going now. Don't get me started. Uh, no, the young people thing is good. Um, back in the olden days, you know, when Ian was smaller and, uh, <laughs> and things like that. I'm only kidding. Um, now that we've got social media... And we've got worldwide instant media. It's very easy for the individual to get a message out there as, uh, and get it shared and followed and things like that. Um, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that there is no climate change and, and anything like that. Uh, but realistically, the Swedish girl, she's out there doing her thing for, for you know, for those sort of those sort of bits. But and we've now got our representative here in Solihull. I think all of us inside feel exactly the same way that girl does. And we're we're out there. We're doing our bit. We're recycling. You know, I've recently upgraded to LED light bulbs through mm. the whole house. You know, I'm doing a bit. I haven't got an electric car. Do you know anyone with an electric car? I do actually. Yeah. And, and does it work? Yeah. <laughs> you'd, you'd hope so. Yeah. It wasn't cheap. It was a, a Tesla one. That, wow. Um, That's top end electric car. Yeah. In fact, it's a, it's a company director I know that, and this is um, he bought three Teslas. <sighs> At the same time. Uh, and you know? Well, there's three of us. Uh, yeah, I know. So let's see what we can do. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that there was no discount? Oh, you're at kidding. All. And it's because Tesla as a company never offer any discounts and they never advertise. Yeah. I thought that's right. quite imp- an impressive stance from them. He didn't even get a bunch of flowers. I'd have insisted on at least, yeah. a, at least a bunch of flowers or a, a coffee voucher yeah. or something. But um, Full yeah. tank of petrol. I mean, electricity. <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're amazing. Uh, yeah. Are they though? Uh, they are, well, are they? Are we ever going to have the infrastructure? Are, you know, we're not going to see petrol forecourts if it takes thirty-five, forty-five minutes to charge your car. You can You know, it's not going to be a sort of dash in, pay for the fuel and get out again, is well, it? Well, you can in America. Um, my one of my best friends has got a Tesla, and he has a charge in his house. 
Mm. Often over there, yeah, they've charge got link overnight. Yeah, 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 yeah just charge it overnight. Yeah. And we are actually at the moment campaigning to have more charge ports on the agenda. So Hill Council are doing a great job. Hopefully we're, we're going to get there because it is the way forward, isn't it? I mean, and I hear what you say about... Every, everyone feels this way. Greta Thunberg and yeah. this young girl from Sony Hall, Scarlet Westbrook. But I do think it's... Um, driving the point I think we need these figureheads don't we and it's sometimes nice to look at these young people and think wow they are the future and they're giving the rest of us hope but we are we're screwed a little bit aren't we because China aren't doing very much Germany is still building power coal power plants every week and they lecture the rest of us but they're still building more than anyone else so my 12 led light bulbs are not necessarily going to make a massive dent into the output of China Absolutely. Well, you should still feel very proud of yourself. Yeah. I well, think you should. Talking of feeling proud, that girl, I yeah. was reading up about her. Yeah. Did you know that at the age of 13, she became the youngest person in the world, not just the UK or Solihull, to basically complete her A-level in government and politics? That's pretty impressive. <sighs> right, and she's so, a Solihull 13. resident. She, she needs to be in this room she with us. She needs to be on this podcast. She yeah. does. She really does. Can we uh, make some phone Let's calls? Do it. I, that, that's really impressive. Yeah, that's impressed me more than the entire story. <laughs> a thirteen-year-old to commit and to study that hard and to do yeah. that when most people are doing their A levels at what age? Seventeen, eighteen. That's right. She's mm. five years ahead of schedule. Mm. I, I don't like what she says about Soli Hall, especially has been affected by mass redundancies over the past year due to Brexit. Brexit hasn't happened yet. Get her on the podcast and let's yeah, yeah, raise let's, this point with her. Let's raise and the point. also, we've got the best unemployment rates in the. Country, country's region. history ever yeah. and region so yeah they're, they're taught these things at a young age aren't it, they it and will be a fair and open debate absolutely. if she if she's sitting in this room well our council is also striking back because they're saying that they are doing a lot for climate change and basically it's this group called client earth they wrote to 100 local authorities this is a story on page nine saying you know you're not doing enough you need to do all this climate change stuff and this that and the other and our authorities are actually doing a great job they've recently expanded the waterways that we know about they they're doing all these green flag parks and doing a fantastic job there they're also doing the passive heater heating homes um you're you're looking at me so you want to work no no the the thing that was i think they listened to our podcast and they developed the canal clear up from what we were saying i think so too you know? You're inspiring people. We are. We're out there. <laughs> we're the vanguard. We're the trendsetters. Let's put it out there. Let's say, everybody, we need like a Tesla each. And, yeah, yeah, just um, to try it. <laughs> just to try <laughs> it. See, see how it works. And we'll report how great they yeah, are. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, that's doable. Elon Musk, are you listening to this? <laughs> yeah, well, well, I'll tweet him and I'll just send him the, uh, the, the link to the pod. But, yeah, there's three of us here. We're doing our bit. We're now influencers in our area. So... You know, what's happening in this climate change thing? When are we going to see a difference? Or is it going to be the generation of my children? Or is it the generation of their children? Or, you know, are we going to have 30 or 40 degree summers in five years time? If we could get them for Summerfest, that'd be, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I'll be honest, I, 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 <laughs> there's a part of me that sees a slight advantage to the situation. But on the, on the backside of that, from October to February, it'll be a monsoon. So we, we, we won't okay. have a sunny I'll be day. My, I'll be my free Tesla. <laughs> That's it. But do you know what I heard the other day? It's, it's too many people on the, in the world, really, isn't it? Like, of course it is. Nowadays, how many billion? There's nearly 8 billion or Hold something. Hold on, I've got a great piece of software. Come back to me. Oh, really? Well, yep. when our grandparents, you know, in the 1920s and 30s, there were only like 2.5 billion on the planet. So we're, we're now nearly 8 billion, I think. 7 point something. I'll, I'll tell you now. Okay. 
Um, and it's just too many people, I think. Mm. We do, we, we're just growing at a rate we can't keep up with. And um, you got your calculator out? Oh, you, you one one second, come up? back to me in a minute. Okay. I'll, um, I'll <laughs> do it in a second. <laughs> what are you? Are you a big eco warrior? In um, yes, yes, to a degree. Yeah, what I think in do? things. So, I mean, I think one of the things I've had to do. So, we go back to Solid Hill Summerfest. Is that next year is my aim to become plastics free, and there's quite a lot more involved in that than I probably thought. Looking at different biodegradable glasses, mm. um, and then again recycling bins. We just did an event recently in Birmingham. We had a different sort of recycling bins for each type, and then getting trying to work with them where it goes back to uh, a kind of a tip where they burn it for energy so as it's being used. So I'm very aware of that side of things. Mm. Um, Because you must get through a lot of plastic bottles at... Yeah. Are they all recycled? Uh, yes, yeah, so all the all the basically it's all collected. We basically have a, uh, it's a a company that come and collect all the rubbish. They take it back, they sort it, and they recycle what they can, Brilliant. and ensure ensure it's used. Uh, next year, what I really want to try and do is make sure that people can bring in their own empty mm. kind of recyclable bottles and stuff that they use, and be able to fill have water filling stations on site. So yeah, I went um, to a festival a couple of weeks ago in Worcester, the Sunshine Festival, and they just oh, had yeah. a couple of taps. That people, the queues for the taps, they were incredible. There were just lines and lines of people mm. filling up their water bottles, but the taps were just constantly running. And um, yeah, it seemed to work quite well. I've done my calculations. Thank okay. you for filling in right. whilst, in uh, yeah, while I was doing my calculations. Right, here we go 7,619,457,888 tonnes of plastic in 1992. I wonder which number we are. Was that three people that, that were just born? As I'm you watching were, the. I'm watching <laughs> the. I'm doing it now. It's in live. It's oh, in wow. real time. Um, since so what, I've been watching, it? one minute thirteen seconds. Two hundred and seventy-three people have unfortunately. Oh no, have been born, and a hundred and three people have unfortunately died. Aww. What was the world population figure in say nineteen twenty? I'll check that out. Come back to me. <laughs> Going back to the water, <laughs> the festival thing, Ian. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm um, a big believer in cleaning products. I have everything eco-friendly. Like, I can't bear the people who flush bleach down the loo and everything. Because I do think it all just goes into our oceans, doesn't it? Yeah. And poisons our fish and everything. And there are so many amazing products out there that you just don't need to be putting all this pollutants out everywhere. And it's also really bad for you. They say all these things that you put on your tables and furniture sprays and cleaning products they can give you all sorts of ailments because of course it absorbs through the skin and chemicals and toxic yeah so i'm always trying to push that message out there okay population results are just in that was speedy (laughs) uh population results in the 1900s so uh turn of the century there 1.56 billion so look, look how That's much we're growing. It's a huge increase, isn't it? It is. We can't. Sustain we need so, it. so we need prisons and birth control. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> That's prisons and birth control. So yeah, from the turn of the nineteenth to the turn of the two thousands, we've gone from one point five six in world population right up to six point zero six. And just think of all those people using plastics and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. putting pollutants everywhere. And yeah, there's going to be pollution, isn't there? Meat and yeah, uh, it's, uh, mad figures. It is mad figures. So, we, need to, uh, we need to find another planet. To there's a there's a lovely <laughs> web page if you want if you're listening in go to breathingearth.net that will give you real time simulations of birth death and uh, world population and how much CO2 has been emitted since. Uh, in fact, I've been on this website now for two minutes. Well, in fact, three minutes, 
And since those last three minutes have elapsed, 138,000 tonnes of carbon dioxide have been emitted in the world. Oh, my goodness. Not only is the paper depressing this week, yeah, this sorry is about depressing. That, Jeff. <laughs> That's me done. Oh, dear. What, what's that website again? I'm making a note of this. BreathingEarth.net. Um, it's a real-time simulation. It also tells you the birth and death rate in every country in the world. So if I just hover my mouse over there... Uh, in the United Kingdom, our current population is 64,261,937. Uh, 36. Sorry wow. about that. And for what that was person. our population back at the oh, time? I haven't got that detail. <laughs> I've only got it in real time. You've uh, really been put to the test. Today. One person, unfortunately, dies in our country every 54 seconds. Aww. But on the flip side, one person is born in our country every 41 seconds. Wow. So we're catching up. Okay, well, gosh, you learn all sorts of things, don't yeah. you, on this podcast? Welcome to our podcast, everybody. So, guys, I think we've not only just done the Soli Hole news this week, I think we've done world news, That's and um, they should have us controlling the planet right here from this studio, because I think we do have a lot of the answers. Exactly. Between all three of us, we could nail it. <laughs> uh, although Ian's on his phone all the time. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, just someone say something. <laughs> So, so sorry to depress you guys if you're there listening to this podcast, but don't leave us yet. We'll be straight back with the best things to see and do this week in Soli Home. Stay with us. See you in a bit. Welcome back. You are listening to this week's What's On Solihull with me, Jeff O'Brien from Solihull Radio, Ian Rogers from What's On Solihull, and of course, the amazing Claire Bullivant from Solihull Observer. Oh, you can do the intros again, Jeff. I like that. See what I did there? Yes. Nice <laughs> work. Uh, we're starting on, oh crikey, Friday the 13th do, do, do. of September. Um, the Three Lions Beer Festival. It's also on Saturday as well at the Shirley British Legion in Parkgate. Um, Solihull, it's B90 uh, 3BQ, where there'll be 18... I'm in. 18 real ales. <laughs> You're easily sold. It, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there. Five ciders. Open each day from 12 until... Uh, 12 noon, that is, until 10pm. Admission is £10. You get your glass, your programme, and £5 in beer tokens. So that's really only a fiver in, Amazing. isn't it? Yeah. I'm interested. Right, um, www.shirleylions.co.uk forward slash events. And I'm sure you'll find the beer festival information there. But uh, when's that again? It's Friday. That's tomorrow. Friday the 13th. Also on Friday the 13th, if you can still get tickets, because I know they've just been flying, but at the core tomorrow night, Friday the 13th, it's the Roy Orbison story. This is Barry Steele and friends return with this brilliant show. If you do manage to get a ticket, grab it because it's going to be a great show. It's also on Saturday as well. So if you can't get a ticket for Friday, move across to the weekend. Okay, great. It's a good tribute actually, Barry. Have you seen him? Seen him? Yeah, really good. Brilliant. Really good show. Uh, Saturday the 14th of September, Borsal Common have got their Residence Association Litter Pickers. Uh, you basically meet by Borsal Common Library at 10 o'clock and you can get more information by emailing lovesolihull at solihull.gov.uk. I noticed some guys doing that in the uh, park yeah. the other week. That just stopped me. I was running around Bruton Park and they stopped me and they have a little team of people that go... Go around. Go back a bit there. What did he just say? I was running around. He Bruton was Park. running around Bruton <laughs> yeah, Park. Working off my cake. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know the rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, cake run. So yeah, and they were just basically, they've got people that's going out and they go running and they stop and do litter picking as they go along. Talk, quite good. Talking of running, didn't you just do a big run? I did the wolf run at the weekend. How nice. Oh, I'm fitter than I thought I was. Amazing. I didn't suffer as badly as I was imagining. But did you, did you hear this, Ian? He, he swam in his trainers. 
I know, open water swimming. Did everyone swim in their trainers? Yeah, you just have to jump in. And the stuff that you actually, as you jump in, it feels actually, you know, your foot sinks into something that you've got no idea what it is. And then you sort of try and get the swimming going and your trainers get so heavy, you just find it really tricky. And the cold, the temperature of the water took my breath away as well, so I was struggling a bit. And then when you come out and run again, don't you get blisters because your feet are all wet? Yeah, yeah, you Mm. do, yeah. Well, it sounds horrendous. Yeah, it was I'm glad, to, I'm glad, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I, re- I tell you what, I'm sneakily thinking about doing the winter one. What about a tough mudder, something like that? Would you do that? They're, they're easier. Easier? They're easier, apparently, okay. yeah. I did uh, the one down in Lemtis Bar. It's a brand new venue. The obstacles were amazing. Uh, they were so high. The, the cargo nets were so built so high up um, and uh, whatnot. But th- it was really good fun. I did a tough mudder over in America in San Diego a couple of years ago, and... It was amazing, but we didn't really do half the obstacles because yeah. you don't have to do no, them. You just walk around. You could them. just walk around yeah. them, and yeah, we just did lots of photos at the end, posing in our headbands and things. So cool. it's good fun to just do, isn't it? You don't mm. have to do them. I know, mm. but uh, thank you very much to the Get Ahead Charity. Uh, Louise is the charity manager there on the Warwick Road, and. While I'm here, if you can get across to the Get Ahead website, they uh, still have some tickets available for the Get Ahead charity ball, which is called Step Into Christmas at the Hilton Metropole. So fabulous. Go and have a look there, please. Going back to Saturday this weekend, the 14th of September, we've got Harvest Saturday happening at Packwood House, Lapworth, Solihull. Come and meet the garden team, they say, to see what's being harvested in the garden this autumn. You can sample and learn all about the fresh produce grown at Packwood. So that's a nice thing to do, isn't it? And it's mm-hmm. all part of the National Trust. So you can find out all the details on the National Trust website, which is nationaltrust.org.uk. Here's a good one. Um, If you've listened to this podcast before, you would also know that we would have Mel uh, in uh, having a chat. And she's the chief executive of the Solihull Bid, the uh, business improvement district. Now, we have got the street circus coming to Solihull on Saturday, the 14th of September. If I just quickly read you the uh, details, it's flying into the town centre between 11 o'clock and 4 o'clock with a mesmerising display of different circus acts. Shows will be taking place in a unique big yellow bus which will be positioned in Mel Square. And a completely free event as well. It looks great. I've seen the posters and yeah. the billboards around town. It doesn't really, it looks yeah. really, that's really entertaining. Um, the last time I saw these guys, they were down in Covent Garden. And okay. they, they basically travel around and they were so good in Covent Garden. Trapeze acts, um, jugglers, fibre, you know, the whole thing. Um, and it's just a really good show. You can just walk up and watch some proper old-school street performance. And Mel, in this week's column in her in the paper, she hastens to add, there are no animals, it's not that sort of circus. No, no. Um, she does a good good column, actually, this week in the paper, all about all the things that Solihull does bring to the high street and bring into town. And it's amazing to see, isn't it? We we just love the Solihull bid, because they mm. do so many mm. of these sort of things. And it really does get people, you know, shopping on our high street. And They've had a great programme of events yeah. recently, and really good. Not going to give you too much of a heads up, but towards the end of the month, it's the food festival. Of food. I tell you, Mel you found my weak spots again. Yeah, you know, More running around the park festival. required. You know why Mel's not here? She's busy organising all of the events for the town centre. Absolutely. And hasn't she just got back from New York or something? Yeah, well? she's just she's flown been... back. She's been uh, food testing over in New York. Oh. <laughs> Cheesecake, yeah, New York cheesecake yeah, style. And uh, deli stuff. Um, but that'll be great. So if you are in uh, or around Solihull on Saturday, why don't you come down to the town centre between 11 and 4 um, and have a watch of the Amazing Street Circus. Perfect. Also, um, I have noticed that the Eaton Fine Art Gallery between 1 and 3, if you're in the town, Lee Lambert, uh, very good artist, will be uh, showing some of his work there. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and also signing things as well. So. Brilliant. Have you ever been into that? Ethan? No, but I keep seeing all the events they have. Um... They uh, tweet us and Instagram us quite a lot. And we've been down with the Touchwood team. It's some really good, it just feels really nice when you walk in. Nice, nice bunch of people as well. Brilliant. Mm. Also on Saturday, I love these. These are last night of the proms. And this is happening by the Shirley Brass Band at the Dove House Theatre. And this is one of the best brass bands in the region, they tell me. I can uh, tell you a little bit more, actually, because I had both uh, two of the players in yesterday. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Is that what that noise was? That was the noise. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, Think about your neighbours. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) They were both in yesterday. They were telling me a little bit about the history of the brass band. It is 100 years old this year. Oh, fantastic. between you, me and Ian, one of the longest serving members was here, a guy called Philip. Um, or his second longest serving member, because I think Robin has pipped him at the post there. Um, and it's going to be a great gig. Last night at the proms, it's exactly the same as last night at the proms on the telly. Um, they've got a lovely programme and lineup. They've got a, um, a guest soloist from Birmingham Conservatoire and the Grime Thought Band, a lady called Helen Varley from Memory. I'm sorry, Helen, if I've got your surname wrong. Um, and she's going to be coming to play tenor horn, and she is world class brass Amazing. band player. Uh, and it'll be at the Duff House Theatre. Do you play any brass instruments? I know you play all sorts of instruments. Uh, I can get by on trombone. Oh, fab. I know where the notes are. I'm just always so amazed. <laughs> <laughs> he does I'm everything, just, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Any time he says something that I makes can, my jaw drop. Yeah, Whether I it's can, rock with climbing like, or... I, I can get by. I know, <laughs> I know where the notes are at college. You know what it's like at college. They try and teach you a little bit of everything. <laughs> it didn't me. <laughs> no. no oh. I didn't even get the triangle. <laughs> <laughs> did, did I not tell you about the triangle story? No. That's another story for another time. Okay, we'll look forward to that another time. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Sunday, the 15th of September, we've got the Meadow Management. I love these guys. Every weekend, they seem to do fantastic conservation projects all over the place, and they're always looking for volunteers. And this weekend, is it's at Pack Horse Bridge, Marsh Lane in Hampton and Arden. You can join them and just help make our area a better place really whether it's mending bridges or sorting out hedgerows or anything conservation wise these guys are just truly incredible you can contact them give dave fernie a call on 0121 459 1697 there's a bit of competition next isn't there have you seen what's happened it's definitely wedding fair season yeah it it? is isn't it right do you want to do the first one i'll go second okay yeah the regency hotel 12 till 3 a wedding fair taking place there they'll have lots of beautiful wedding setups there for you and some inspiration if you're looking to get married you've set the date and you're looking for be entertainers florists you name it cakes they'll all be there you need a piano Um, player by the way give me a call always uh, acoustic runaways <laughs> yeah i've heard are very good oh thank you very much <laughs> quick little name is that what your band's there. called yeah okay. well remembered i was quite yeah, proud no, of myself right. then as well it's worked no pause uh, complimentary canapes and prosecco upon arrival i might even pretend i'm getting married in one <laughs> yeah fancy coming up canapes and prosecco I'll go with that. straight out the number if you uh, want any more information is 0121 745 if you have finished with your complimentary canapes and prosecco why don't you just drive down the road a little bit and uh, head into Hogarth's Hotel and do exactly the same thing there. Another wedding fair for you. Oh one five six four double seven double nine double eight for more details. Fantastic. Love that venue. Mm. And then after you've been to your wedding fairs, perhaps you fancy some jazz and jokes. Do you reckon the people who are arranging this jazz concert thought, what can we do that's a bit different? What goes with jazz? 
And jokes. With the jokes. Yeah, just but it's jokes. a brilliant idea, isn't it? It's the Barnhart and Huxley Hot Five, and it's all happening at the core, hosted by Malcolm Stent, who we all know and we've mentioned before on the podcast. Yep. And this is a new start time of 2.30 on Sunday afternoon, allowing a sublime afternoon of jazz and jokes. And you can also be home by tea time. That's what they say. If you want more information, just contact the core box office. Brilliant stuff. Okay, moving on to Monday, the 16th of September. Solihull Local History Circle. The September monthly meeting in the History of Hillfield, uh, sorry, the History of Hillfield Hall is a talk on the important house uh, from 1311. Now, that's not 11 minutes past one, is it? That's no, 1311. That's 1311 uh, to modern times. Now, if you'd like to go to that, it's quarter past seven uh, for a quarter to eight start at the Methodist Hall Station Road in Solihull. Uh, guests are three pounds and you can google that and just uh, have a little look solihull local history circle if you're interested perfect and then on tuesday the 17th of september i would absolutely love this keith slater who's a great musician uh, and singer is in a band called vivo i think they're called mm-hmm. vivo or viva um he's doing a celebration of sinatra at the core at two o'clock laid back relaxed easy going show for people so if you do like your, your frank sinatra all those favorite songs which i'm a huge rat pack fan so um i'm tempted to pop along to that yeah should be good well, it's another packed week week of events and things to do in Solihull. And remember, if you've got an event going on, do let us know at the Solihull Observer, at Solihull Radio and at What's on Solihull. And let us know so we can let everyone know. Anyway, thanks for listening to this podcast and we'll be back next week. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks a lot. Thanks, thanks Ian. Thanks a lot. Bye. <laughs>